Hello, you are listening to Kanecast, a podcast that provides commentary on the economy and financial markets by the Kane Anderson Rutnick Investment Management Team. Hello, this is Jordan Greenhouse, Managing Director with Kane Anderson Rudnick. And with me today, I have Chris Wright, Senior Portfolio Manager of the Kane Anderson Rudnick Long Short Strategy. Chris, thank you for the time today. Hi, Jordan. Thanks for having me. Chris, while the first half of 2021 was led by lower quality equities, we began to see fundamentals start to take shape and be more of a focus during the second half of the year. Can you talk about some of the key drivers in the markets which impacted this? I would agree that in Q4 and really the second half of 2021, that quality started to catch up to the rally in lower quality equities that began in the first quarter. Now, if we take a step back and look at the full year, you'll see that there were strong equity returns across the board, with companies that have high ROEs appreciating over 20%, while companies with low ROEs also appreciating anywhere from high single digits to north of 20%. That being said, underneath these strong headline returns, the market rotation from growth to value stocks really picked up steam at the end of the year as investors became hyper-focused on inflation and the prospect for tightening monetary policy from the Fed. As I look back at the performance of the long-short strategy last year, it really was a story of two quarters. In the first quarter, low-quality stocks took off, highlighted by the mean stock craze and the Archegos implosion. And then this low-quality rally caused our shorts to outperform the benchmark and thus created a headwind to our overall portfolio return in the first quarter. Then, in the second and third quarters, we, w- we were actually able to keep up with the continued rise in the benchmark. Then came Q4, in which our shorts did underperform the benchmark, but so did our longs. The biggest headwind to long performance in Q4 was the sell-off in some of our information technology names. Again, the prospect of a more aggressive Fed raising rates multiple times in 2022 sparked a sustained sell-off in high multiple technology names. Chris, what were some of the key contributors to returns for the long-short strategy during the fourth quarter of 2021? Our highest contributor in Q4 was Poolcore, ticker P-O-O-L. Poolcore is a leading wholesale distributor of swimming pool supplies and equipment in the United States. The company reported strong revenue growth in the most recent quarter, which allayed investors' fears of a slowing pool construction market post-pandemic. Margins at the company are now at an all-time high, and and management is cautiously optimistic that this may be a new baseline for the company. It's important for your listeners to keep in mind that the majority of Industry revenue comes from maintenance and refurbishment projects and not new construction. With industry dynamics remaining favorable and Pool being the largest wholesale distributor, they are several times bigger than their next competitor, we continue to be investors in the company. Rounding out the top five contributors to performance in the quarter were long positions in Animal Health Company Zoetis, ticker ZTS, LTL Trucking Company Old Dominion Freightline, ticker ODFL, UK-based online used car marketplace AutoTrader, ticker O-A-U-T-O, and specialty insurance broker Ryan Specialty, ticker R-Y-A-N. Can you also walk us through some of the key detractors during the fourth quarter? The primary detractors to the portfolio in Q4 were our long positions in the information technology sector. Five of our 11 holdings in information technology had double-digit declines last quarter. It's worth noting that all five of these underperformers are high multiple growth stocks that suffered during the current market rotation, from high multiple stocks into lower multiple cyclical companies. Looking at individual stocks, our largest detractor during the quarter was a long position in DocuSign, ticker DOCU. DocuSign provides cloud-based electronic signature solutions. 
DocuSign benefited from the work-from-home environment at the height of the pandemic, as businesses relied on e-signatures to execute documents since in-person interactions were limited. Despite tough comparisons, DocuSign had reported continued strong revenue growth and new customer wins throughout much of 2021. However, in Q4, the company reported a sudden slowdown in business, which caught management and investors by surprise. Management blamed pull forward of some demand and execution missteps for the lackluster results. A high valuation multiple coupled with the ongoing market rotation out of many tech names caused a meaningful sell-off in the stock after the earnings release. Now, it was inevitable that DocuSign would see some deceleration in its business, but we think the long-term opportunity before the company remains. We are cognizant of the fact that other enterprise software providers are trying to make inroads with their own e-signature solutions, so we continue to be on the lookout for any meaningful changes in the competitive environment, but thus far we haven't seen any. Rounding out the bottom five contributors in the quarter was a short position in an LTL trucking company and long positions in sales tax compliance software provider Avalara, ticker AVLR, insurance technology provider Duck Creek Technologies, ticker DCT, and bank technology provider Encino, ticker NCNO. Chris, lastly, as we move into 22, what are some of the considerations you're looking at from a portfolio level? Well, Jordan, as we begin 2022, I remain focused on interest rates, consumer spending, and the impact of inflation on profit margins. You know, moves in the yield curve continue to reverberate in the stock market. A recent Fed speak has turned more hawkish, and the short end of the yield curve has certainly steepened. However, the 10-year and 30-year yield are still slightly below where they were a couple years ago, despite the recent meaningful uptick in inflation. One could infer from this that the bond market does not believe the current bout of inflation will last. You know, if you're a long-term bond investor and you expect inflation to persist in the mid-high single digits, then why would you lock in a 30-year rate below 2.5%? doesn't make sense. Clearly, the debate about the longevity excuse me, of the current bout of inflation has not been decided. I must admit that my thinking on short-term rates has changed following the Fed's decision to stop using the word transitory, and I'm using air quotes here, to describe the current levels of inflation. The question now isn't if the Fed will raise rates in 2022, but instead how many times it will increase and how quickly it will shrink its balance sheet. As we have stated in the past, we try to avoid being macroeconomic forecasters here at Kane, because few people can do that successfully over a long period of time. However, we try to be cognizant of the current economic environment our companies are operating in. Therefore, with the prospect of higher short-term rates on the horizon, we want to make sure that we understand to what extent the companies we own could benefit from or be hurt by that type of environment. Also, to the extent of supply chain issues and input cost inflation persists, we want to make sure we own companies that have the pricing power to push through these added costs in order to help insulate the profit margins from these higher costs. This reassessment has led us to make a few minor changes in our long portfolio to start 2022, and which I'm happy to get into to more detail on our next uh, next podcast. But really, at the end of the day, as always, we continue to look for high-quality businesses to own long and low-quality businesses to add to our short portfolio. Chris, as always, thank you for your time and the insights you provide our listeners. We look forward to future conversations. Thank you. KaneCast is the official podcast series of Kane Anderson Rutnick Investment Management. CAR. This material is provided as a matter of general information and is not intended to be relied upon as a forecast or research. The opinions expressed herein are those of the speakers and are not necessarily the opinions of CAR or its affiliates, are current as of the date and time of the recording, and are subject to change at any time due to changes in the market or economic conditions. The information and opinions contained in this material are derived from proprietary and non-proprietary sources deemed by CAR, 
to be reliable and are not necessarily all-inclusive. CAR does not guarantee the accuracy or completeness of this information. This communication should not be construed as an offer or a solicitation to purchase or sell any security. Individuals should consult with a qualified financial professional before making any investment decisions. Reliance upon information in this material is at the sole discretion of the listener. To the extent any performance is discussed, past performance is not indicative of future results.